So, uh, uh, hi, it's Graham here. Sorry to interrupt your podcast listening like this, but uh, I wondered if you could do us a little favour. I haven't told Carol I'm going to do this, and frankly, I'm not sure she's going to find out. Let's maybe keep it that way, shall we? Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't hear that I've tacked this on to the beginning. But the European Security Blogger Awards, they're about to happen, and Smashing Security has been nominated in a couple of categories. Huzzah, huzzah! You can vote in the awards for your favourite security blogs and security podcasts, hint, hint, but you've only got a few days before the voting closes. So do it today. Do it now. Hit pause. Oh, not before I've told you the URL. It's smashingsecurity.com slash vote. That will redirect you through magic to the voting form. And, well, hey, made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, but for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. Smashing Security. Splinter Episode. Max and Malware. With Carol Terrio, Vanya Schweitzer and Graham Cluley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another splinter episode of Smashing Security, where we look at the computer security issues which we're all facing and how we can best protect against them. My name is Graham Cluley, and I'm joined by my pals, Carol Terrio and Vanya Schweitzer. Hello, guys. Hi, Hi Graham. Graham. Are you okay? You sound out of breath. I sound out of breath? Yeah. Well, have <laughs> <laughs> you been running around this morning? I've just been for a dog walk. Ah, oh. Fast maybe paced, that's it. Fast paced. And I think I think maybe I should have a little sit down, drink my cappuccino, and put on a dark polo neck sweater because do you know? Is that enough of a hint? Do you know what I'm going to talk about today? Mm-hmm. Tell us. You do, because we've written it down in the Google document. Yeah. Let's not pretend, Carol. Ab- about a completely unnecessary topic. <laughs> Well, is it unnecessary? I suppose we will find out in about 14 minutes' time, um, depending on how long this podcast is. It's all going to be about Macs and malware. Is there a malware problem on the Mac? Is is there any malware for the Mac? Shall we end the show, shall we end the show right now? Yeah, oh, exactly. You- this is controversial. I, I'm just saying right now, I'm going to take the side of the... Uh, there is not a very big Mac malware problem. I'm just telling right everyone right now. That's going to be my view. But is there a problem? So st- there still is a problem. Yeah. So, Graham, tell us. Graham, you're the expert on this. Come on. Well, I would agree with you, Carol. There's not a huge Mac malware problem. In particular, there's not a huge Mac malware problem if you compare it to Windows. So for Windows, antivirus laboratories around the world are seeing hundreds of thousands of samples every single day of new or variants of existing malware coming out. There's more than, you know, two or three every second coming out 24 hours a day. Mac malware, it's nothing like that. You know, it's a big deal if you see a handful of examples during the course of a week or a month. So there's not anything like as much malware for the Mac. Now, why is that? Why is it that people aren't targeting Macs as much as Windows? Do we? I mean, we've all been working in the computer security field for decades. Why do you think that is? Well, is it is it because there are only about what what what, what was it like two or three percent of the Mac users worldwide, or is there something behind it? Is it because like of the better security that's built in the operating system? 
Yeah, that would be my guess as well. I, I would guess it's because it's not as popular a platform. And of course, that's right. Windows dominates the world still, uh, even though Apple products in recent years have sold more and more and are doing well and have been growing. And I think the the MacBook is one of the most popular, if not the most popular laptop out there. I think you're right, because I would actually question those statistics. If you go anywhere in the US in a cafe and count, you'll probably see about 80% of MacBooks over all the other non apple yeah laptops so the macbook is phenomenally popular but of course there are many many other different versions of laptops out there but they are particularly popular in education if you're going to college as a young kid you're probably not going to say to your mum or dad oh can i have an ibm thinkpad you're going to say can i have a macbook because that's the sexy sleek one even though modern windows laptops are getting sexier and sexier and you have things like the surface now as well um but overall, in terms of general population of computers, Windows dominates. And because of that, the cyber criminals have devoted most of their attention to infecting Windows computers. And they've been doing very nicely, thank you, haven't they? They've been successfully infecting people on their Windows computers for years. And if that's the case, if they've been making money, why should they bother changing over to Mac? Yeah, now, of course, Mac users will say, well, Mac is not vulnerable to malware because Mac is a type of Unix. It runs <laughs> a type of operating system and Unix is, as we all know. Vanya, I was going to say this and I wasn't going to use that tone of voice. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be so, you know. Oh, all right. No, but carry on. You're making a, you're making a good point. You're making a good point. Uh, and then they go, well, they don't get infected by viruses. They're only those stupid Trojans here and there. You know, it's extraordinary. For, the, for some years now, Mac users have been saying, well, you know, we don't get viruses like you get on Windows because in order to get infected on my Mac, I would have to click on the attachment or I would have to enter my username and password or I would have to interact in some way with the malware. Well... Wakey, wakey, Apple Mac users. Guess what? <laughs> That's exactly what's been happening on Windows for years. Viruses pretty much, largely, have died off. It's been There's been this huge resurgence of Trojan horses, which have used social engineering to trick people into opening the attachments. That's what's been going on on Windows as well. So Windows users need to interact to, normally, unless they're exploiting some kind of vulnerability. They need to interact in order to get the malware to run. And I would argue that just because you're wearing a nice polo neck and drinking cappuccino doesn't make you any less susceptible to social engineering tricks than Windows users. But they are. there's a lot less malware out there that actually operate or run on Macs, right? So the, the, the exposure to risk on a Mac is significantly lower than a Windows way. It is, uh, and I, I would agree. So I would so say... So your argument is moot. I think, I think, I think... <laughs> The, the, the Mac users would also say, well, to actually infect your system, you need to have a root and you can't have root because you can only infect all the user files here. And again, you know, what else today malware doesn't infect or affect user files? Well, those Mac even users... Even on Windows. Yeah, they, they, they need to read up a little bit more about Mac malware. There is Mac malware, which is capable of infecting in user land uh, and capable of infecting you that way. And like I said, social engineering. If you are that keen to look at a pornographic video 
or install a video codec or install that. Uh, if, if a message pops up on a website saying you need a new version of Adobe Flash and you start to download it, then you have an incentive for going through the process of installing that piece of software and it will work just as well on Mac users as Windows users. In fact, I might even argue it may work even better because Windows users are users who've basically been living in the blitz for years. They, yeah. There's been so much malware being thrown at them that they're used to being under attack, whereas, dare I say it, Mac users may be feeling a little bit smug. They may have seen those adverts which came out um, 10, 15 years ago, whenever it was from Apple, about I'm a PC, I'm a Mac, and making the joke that, well, you know, Apples don't get viruses. What they meant was they didn't get PC viruses. There, there was Mac malware. There wasn't very much of it, but it exists, and it still exists today. To, to be fair to Apple, of course, they have included some anti-malware protection with the operating system, like the Gatekeeper, which actually doesn't allow you to run any applications if they're not from the App Store or from the mm -hmm. uh, uh, kind of approved developers. So what they're doing now is they are intercepting downloads and they're setting bits. And so when you try and run a program, it can tell, oh, this has been downloaded from the internet. So we're going to put in this additional check where XProtect is a, uh, a utility running on your com part of the operating system on Macs, which is looking for known malware as well. But it does have to be updated to, in order to detect. The are they turned on by default as well? Yeah, these are turned on by default. You can go into your privacy settings. Sometimes it's really irritating because actually you want to run a piece of software from an unknown uh, developer. Yeah, in yeah. the latest version, you can't even choose to to allow all the apps to run without asking. There is like an undocumented trick right. yes. yeah, yeah, you yeah. can use for that option to appear again. But by default, you can't do that at all. So in a way, Apple are echoing the same kind of experience they've given users on the iPhone where you could only get apps from the App Store. Um, which they were closely vetting. And of course, Apple in recent years has been pushing more and more Mac users to use the Mac App Store as well. Um, you can't get all apps, though, in the Mac App Store. There's a lot of control, tight control there as to what those apps can do. Although I would generally suggest that most of those apps are probably, um, you can consider them a little bit safer than apps which you download from torrents via peer-to-peer -peer I would say more and... than a little bit safer. I don't think that's very fair. <laughs> well, certainly, certainly a little bit safer than uh, apps maybe which you've downloaded from independent developers. Um, yeah. And their websites, because those websites may have been hacked, or you don't know who those developers are. I think you just are. have extra extra validation or extra, you know, that, that it's probably okay if it's in there. Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. But there are apps which can't get in there. The most yep. Yep. famous example would be antivirus software. You can't mm. get antivirus software oh. from, from the Mac App Store because it's trying to work at too low a level. Because uh, I guess you don't need the antivirus software in well, opinion. <laughs> that that might be that might be one example. But you know what? Apple itself has been hit by malware. And I don't mean the hardware. I don't mean the operating system. I mean Apple HQ in Cupertino. I um, want, yeah, they're, they're not like a really big target, though, are they, Graham? Well, running Windows. What happened? No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is this. Uh, in 20, uh, I think it was uh, 2014, mm -hmm. there was, there was a, a piece of malware which spread for the Apple Mac called Flashback. It exploited... Mm -hmm a Java vulnerability. It posed as a um, installer for Adobe Flash, a bogus one, obviously. It infected at least 600,000 Mac users around the world and uh, 
potentially rather embarrassingly, 274 of those Macs were in Cupertino. I wonder where those Macs were in Cupertino, which were infected by that. So flashback did, I think, what did act as a bit of a wake-up call to many Mac users that maybe they did need an additional level of protection on their computer. Yes, it's not as bad as Windows, but I would recommend to all Mac users, you probably should be running an antivirus program on your computer, not just to stop malware, but also adware. Yeah, I think it's important to mention that like 95% of all the unwanted software on, on, on Macs are actually adware or annoying uh, browser yeah. add-ons and and something that kind of redirects your searches to some other sites and things like that. Something which it, like we it's known as a potentially unwanted app, which really is an unwanted app. Right. So you want to be in control over what runs on your computer, whether it's adware, spyware. Uh, we've seen fake antivirus for Mac. We've seen ransomware for Mac. Uh, these are things you don't want running on your computer. Yeah, I think the other reason for is the fact that the executable code doesn't just come in the format of Mac apps, but also in, in format of Java and various other scripts you can run, Perl, Python, anything that actually can contain malicious code. And as far as I know, they're not controlled by some of those uh, security uh, uh, parts that are built inside macOS. I may be wrong here. And some of those attacks, I, I remember there was a piece of uh, malware called JarLav, for instance, uh, which w was a, a Java applet which would infect you. And it was, of course, multi-platform. So it would infect Macs as well as Windows and who knows what else. I feel like we're walking through the museum here of Mac malware across all time. Oh, well, let me bring you right up to date then, Carol, okay. because... Okay. Um, you're saying, you know, oh, does the average person have to worry about this? Well, I think there is a background radiation of malware out there, but there are certain people who have to be particularly worried about this. In the last few weeks, we've heard about attacks targeted against Iranian activists who are using Macs. So there's Mac malware, which has been written. It's been described as Adobe Flash updates or a uh, Bitdefender adware removal tool, fake versions of those, steal passwords from the keychain, access your information, and obviously they are probably being written by intelligence agents and law enforcement to monitor activists. So if you are an organization which might be a high-risk target, if you are uh, maybe a government organization or military and you're using Macs, you definitely need to protect it because even if the regular criminals are making plenty of money out of Windows users, there may be other hackers who have a vested interest in breaking into your computer and spying on you. Okay. Absolutely. That That's absolutely correct, Graham. Well, I'm glad you're not spreading any fear and doubt into the Apple community. Well, no, I'm trying, I'm trying not to spread any fear or doubt. What I'm saying is take sensible... I, I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking his voice just went higher by an octave. Therefore, he must be lying. <laughs> he was getting ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, you, he says, uh -huh. pointing over a podcast. Uh, <laughs> so listen, um, the point is this, right? If you want to be sensible, if you create so many fantastic things on your computer, use it to store your digital photographs, you use it to create your podcast, you've got movies which you're making on your Apple Macs. Apple Macs are fantastic computers, right? Love them, love them, love them. You don't want a piece of malware. And just as you should be backing up your data in order to keep it secure, I would recommend also running an antivirus. It won't have very much impact. There are some great antivirus products out there, including some free ones which are half decent. Go and check out the reviews to find out which ones you want to try out and see if they work out as a good fit yeah, for you. Yeah, I, I would actually say there are some free ones that are 
pretty decent, not even half decent. Right. And I'm sure there's some crummy ones too. So go and check out the test results and see which ones you like. All right. All right. Can I ask one last question before we go? Can you rate what the exposure to risk, what do you think a max exposure to risk is from a scale of one to 10? Maybe tell me what, it, you know, can you give me just an idea? Are you thinking well, it, around? Well, it all depends on what you're doing, really, doesn't it? It depends on how much interaction you have with the outside world, where you're downloading the programs from, if you only get them from the App Store, if you're going Slippery to... Slippery fish. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, you know, it's, well, what is this? Can you, can, you, can you describe the level of risk? As, al- as always in security world, the, the answer is it depends. Yeah. Yes, of course it depends. That's security for you, isn't it? I'll tell you what, Carol, it's a, I would say this is a move alert. All right. Okay, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, Mac users out there, you do not have to throw out your cashmere turtlenecks or media glasses just yet. <laughs> well, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Vanya. Thank you, Grohl, as well. Um, tackling the subject of Mac malware once again. We'd be interested in your feedback, whether you run an antivirus on your Apple Mac. So leave us a message. You can contact us on Twitter at smash in without a g security you can also leave us a review on itunes um, and subscribe to our podcast if you like if you want to keep up to date with what we're talking about we are also available on just about every other podcast app out there so go and check us out smashing security and until next time be seeing you (laughs) what (laughs) what's wrong with saying that